This is Steve McGrath, and welcome back to the show. I'm pleased to bring you Akeem Spence in this week's episode. Now, normally I like to talk to you about success, principles of success, what makes great teams, how do you win, overcome obstacles, but that's not the playbook for this episode. Akeem is all over social media talking about major concerns he has with the NFL versus the NFLPA, what the NFLPA is doing, why is there a lack of structure, why is there really in terms of COVID-19, why is there not enough being done? Why is there no conversations, no discourse about what's really at stake for the players? So Akeem is really the only person I've heard really voice his concerns. And as he'd tell you, it's because he's a free agent. Guys that, in his opinion, are already on rosters, they're scared to speak up. So I wanted to take this opportunity to have Akeem voice his concerns about what's going on across the league. So the first 10 minutes, was a little bit choppy. Akeem goes on a rant. The last 20 minutes, Akeem is on a phone where it's much clearer and I'm able to have a little bit more of a back and forth with him. So the first 10 minutes, bear with me. I had to do a little bit of editing, but I promise you the last two thirds of it get a lot clearer. So without any further ado, here's Akeem Spence laying down the facts for what he sees in this NFL landscape that we're all living in in 2020. have a voice, you know, because, you know, they're, they're employed by the NFL. So therefore it's certain things that you can say, like that's, you know, when you look at players interviews, it's real, it's real basic, you know, it's always yeah. bring everything back to team, you know, just real simple. So, you know, guys are just, you know, really suppressing their emotions. You're never really getting, getting true emotion out there. You know, you're just getting what sound good. Good for good for the team and for the organization, and just you know speak on you know speaking on the football reform in the majority of the league. So your B and C players, the guys that don't get the respect that you know that go out every Sunday and battle. Granted, they're not the top guys, but hey, they work hard too, and they deserve the same respect. And you know they don't get that. That's like God. There's 90 guys in in camp right now. We already know 30 of them automatically are going to be gone whenever they decide to have the season. And we know half of those guys aren't even going to make up close, close to 10 grand, you know, while they're there, you know, they're just there being camp bodies, you know, just being practice dummies and just, you know, just going through the program. And, and we see it happen every year, every year. And then this year in particular, it's, it's, it's really different because you had a lot of guys come out of college and, not everybody went to the uh, the combine this year. Not every guy. I think it's only like 300 and something spots for the uh, NFL combine in India or something like that. And so your undrafted free agents this year didn't get to get their pro days in, you know, because of COVID hit. COVID hit. COVID slowed everything down, you know. So guys who came out of college, it was, you know, it was really gut-wrenching because they're not going to get the opportunity they want. And Preseason already it's already been canceled. So their audition is, you know, it's never happened. It's not yeah, it's non existent because you know we know preseason audition for all thirty two teams. You know, it's like how how guys gonna get all the teams? I mean, I'm sure teams aren't gonna send practice film out. Like who's who's gonna speak up for those guys, you know, and those guys are going to go out, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, bang up their bodies. And at the same time, we all know NFL players don't have lifetime health care. Roger Goodell does. His family does. 
but the players they don't you know they have we have the signa and it it goes to five years after you're done playing things like that so it's like how are the guys that make up the majority of the league not taken care of but you say you know as a hierarchy as owners and everything that you care for your players you you know you want to do right by them but at the same time you're in their pockets you know especially with these agents that you know they hire you know the agents want their three percent you know so that's that's very important to them but you know it's like who's going to take care of the guys put the proper structure in place to where these guys are going to be successful you know show these show these guys how to even invest their money i mean i have i've had some conversation in the locker room some guys don't even know what a dividend is some guys don't even know what a portfolio is you know they all they know is, is about a saving savings account and and that's sad you know because you, you, you put all these people in front of them, but nobody's never really truly helping them. You know, everybody's really in their, in their pockets, the advisors, the managers, you know, all the, I never really had that. I had an agent and I had an advisor. And you best believe I was checking both of them every day of the week. I'm like, hey, what you doing? Why, why did you do this? Why did that happen? Because, you know, my dad, he, taught, he, he was a businessman, you know what I'm saying? He had his own construction business, so he always taught me checks and balances. And if it, everything ain't adding up, then it doesn't make sense. So that's even like with this COVID, we're talking about having a season. We've seen the precautions that the NBA took to even be successful in having their season. You know, they had to take a long break until they got a proper structure in place that actually made sense to where the guys felt comfortable to even say, hey, we'll play. But I feel like the NFL, they're not taking that format. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like a, a trial run. And, you know, and uh, I don't know if you've seen Kelly Stafford post uh, a couple of days ago. I think uh, Matt actually tested. They had, had uh, like a little false test. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of – that's detrimental because what if that was during the regular season? Then you don't have number nine, at, you know what I'm saying, playing quarterback. He's sick. You know, so it's like to be the NFL, y'all are the hierarchy. You know what I'm saying? This is number one sport in America. So why don't y'all have the best equipment? Why don't y'all have the best protocol in place for these players? You know, you say you care for them. And, you know, most of these guys are dads, husbands, you know, fathers. And so granted, they're employees to you. But at the end of the day, they have a family to go home to. They have loved ones that care about them. And somebody has to speak on that. I mean... I just didn't feel safe. I had a had my fiance. She's pregnant, and you know my agent was talking about going to Buffalo, but I'm like, why am I going to Buffalo right now? I'm not sure if it's going to be a season. Does the does the money even make sense for me to leave home? You know, because you know since I've been in the league, I I found like five six hundred ways to make money. You know, making money is not hard. You know, if you build good good relationships with the proper people, you know. People will help you along the way. You know, they'll show you, they'll show you the structure stuff, you know, how you can put yourself in place and be good. You know, that way you ain't got to wake up every day fretting that you got to, hey, when's the season going to start? Because some guys live like that. Unfortunately, yeah. that's that's the nature of the beast, you know. And, it's man, it's just very unfortunate. I always ask myself, it's like, why isn't there a proper structure from when guys come into the league that show, show them how to grow their money, you know, show them how to invest properly, you know, show them how to be successful businessmen. 
and at the same time be good football players, you know. But I look at the NFL, you know, as one of the biggest pill-pushing organizations in the world, you know, because we know football. It's high rate of injury. Guys have surgery every week, you know, and it's like you're going to give them the, the oxys, the – the 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 uh the Vicod and the you know what I'm saying the all the prescription drugs that you know kind of suppresses them and makes them you know run back to the game you know and and that's the sad part and that's even when I uh, spoke about the Toradol you know guys been getting those shots some guys I'm not gonna say everybody since college or taking the pill since college so why you feel like Superman on Sundays and Saturdays but when you get home. You don't want to feel like that. You know, you just be want to feel chill, relaxed. But then you wake up on Monday morning and feel like you was in the biggest car crash of your life. Your neck hurts, your back, you barely can get up. You know, and then the uh, weight room coach talking about working out, running sprints. It's like, man, I just played 60 snaps. You know, especially being a D lineman, like, hey, it's some double teams, it's some traps, it's some back block, it's some blocks. You're going to get blindsided and everything like that, man. So I feel like these players need a voice, and players are so scared to speak up because why? You know, they want to get paid. They want to get their money. So it's like they they, they just don't want to mess that relationship up. But it's like if we would have did this when Cap spoke up, you know, like you had more guys in New England you know, is, is the best way in the league. And – if those guys felt strongly enough to opt out, it's like, why not the rest of the league, man? And it's just, I worry, man. I worry. I worry about my friends, you know, some family members and everything. I'm just like, the game needs a proper structure and a proper protocol in place, man. If not, man, it's. It, I just feel like guys are just being used just to see how things work out for the next few months, you know? Because you look at baseball, it's a mess. Baseball yeah. is a mess right now, and they're trying to play outdoors, and football has a lot – I mean, a lot more numbers than baseball, you know, and it's like – and baseball can't figure it out, and it's – I'm not going to say – I'm not going to say baseball is not as taxing because I can't hit those 90-mile-per-hour fastball. I would get up there and strike out every time. So I, I, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. So I respect those guys fully. But, you know, football is more contact. You know, it's more – it's more close. And so it's like to, to say you want guys to stay six feet apart on the bus, you know, stay in the hotels, but then you want you want guys to go out and battle for, you know what I'm saying, 60 hour minutes and exchange jerseys. And it's like, it doesn't make sense, you know? And like my dad told me, when something doesn't make sense, it just doesn't make sense. And if somebody's trying to make it sense, Make make it make sense, then don't listen to that person. NFL versus NFLPA. What do you feel? Do you feel the PA is doing a good job? Do you feel that they're just working with the owners? You, what would you like to be seen done? Oh yeah, man. I feel like the PA they they always work in the owners uh, on the owners' behalf, man. They never really truly work for the players. That's because I say that because I look at when uh, the CBA was voted on. It was voted on in the off season. Uh, when guys are at home with their families, you know, this is like the few months they get to spend with their loved ones. So guys aren't really paying attention to football, you know, and it's like 
agents are just, you know, telling guys to, you know, vote yes because, you know, it gives gives some young guys incentives and everything like that. But also, you know, if you looked at, into the CBA, it took away from some of the the older vets that, you know, laid the foundation for this yep. game. It took some, it took away some of their benefits. And it's like, how as you, how do you as a player union take away from the guys that laid the foundation for this very great game that we play today? That's not right. And even like the opt-out period. <laughs> They they wanted to rush the period. They That's moved, crazy. They actually, they moved it up because they seen how many guys were like, hey, man, I'll sit this year out. You know, like, fuck it, why not? You know? So I get to go I, home and be with my family. Yeah, yeah so my, my understanding, just to uh, bring more context to this, was that there was a deal in place and players were going to have seven days to opt out. But then that got reported before the deal got finalized. So – players kept having longer and longer to make this decision. And then out of left field, all of a sudden, as an outsider, I hear, well, you know, players have till, you know, Thursday at four o'clock, essentially saying like two or three days from now, everyone needs to make their decision. It did not seem like a clean process at all. Yeah. And that's like, that's not right by the guys that play, play this game, man. It's like, you, like how are guys supposed to get truly educated when some of them are, you know, they're at teams' facilities, you know, for a good portion of the day. It's like, how do you educate these young men? You know, how do you give them all their options? Well, you don't. You take them all away. And I, I feel like that's what the PA continues to do. And they're, they're never really for the players, man. And it just, it just sucks because the players don't never really get a true voice. It's like, you know, how, how are they going to get represented? The agent doesn't really care as long as he gets his 3%. Or whatever, you know, he's not gonna speak up, you know, and it it just sucks, man, because these you see what these guys go through, and obviously mental health plays a big part in this game, and guys just don't feel like they have the voice because nobody in the outside world cares because everybody loves sports, but it's like these like these are human beings first before you look at them as entertainment pieces, because I feel like that's all football, basketball players, and baseball players, and all professionals sports get looked at as entertainment pieces but these are human beings as well man and it's like why isn't there a proper structure in place to represent them and for the owners to even listen to them and then just you know it's just it just sucks man it just sucks and that that plays on a lot of guys mental to why they don't even bother speaking up they're just like man we're gonna get effed anyway so it don't really matter i might as well do this collect this little bit of money so i can you know, live for however, however long I want to live, man. And it just, it's, it's not a good system, man. It's, it's a flawed system. And I just felt like I need to voice, voice my opinion on it, man. And, you know, the support has been great. The feedback has been great from, you know, from everyone I've been getting. But this is just, I know I feel this way. It's just, you know, I'm not, like I said, I don't give myself all the accolades. I'm a solid football player. I go out, I grind. You know, I'm one of those Guys, hey, I got to work hard. You know, I don't have all the Aaron Donald talents. I don't. So I have to go out there and bust my tail every day, you know. And it's like, it's a lot of guys like me. So it's like, how, you know, how do you compensate just the majority? Because that's the majority of the league. It's only a few uh, Aaron Donalds, a few Robert Quinns, a few Calais Campbells, you know, uh, a few Matthew Staffords out there, you know. And it's just. It's awful, man, because these guys don't get the representation. And I even look at um, just like the, the racial part of it. 
You know, it's like, how does a guy like Jameis Winston, you know, his numbers are similar to Peyton Manning, you know, and it's like, how does he get a good deal? But you, you have a guy like Chase Daniels that's been in the league, that's been making a bag his whole career and maybe took, I'd say, probably 250 snaps. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there, there's uh... – I have no good explanation to back up Chase Daniels. Uh, I'm sure he's a great, great guy, but I, I, it, he's an easy one to point out uh, as a head scratcher. Um, but, but I just wanted to, to back this up a little bit. Do you feel like you can only say what you're saying right now because you are a free agent and you're not tied to a team? Like if you were attached to a team, would you feel like you can't say anything? Yeah, I would feel like I can't say anything because they're like, man, not, you know, don't listen to that guy, you know? Like they'll cut you. He, he, yeah, yeah, it's like they'll cut me because, you know, I have a, a free mind, a free way of thinking, and it's like we should all be thinking like that as players because, you know, we got to worry about our health first. You know, yeah, we love this great game, but we know it's not going to love us in the end because why? You hear about all the NFL players that go broke, but guess what? The NFL hasn't put in a structure to even help players, you know what I'm saying, to show them how to, you know, manage their money, invest their money, all that. But at the same time, I will say this. Guys have to go out and seek that information for self as well. You know, so they have to try to help themselves because we know the game. Like, the owners aren't really going to help you. Yeah. So when you look at how everything's been handled by the NFL, I feel like basketball and hockey so far, they've been successful because they're in a bubble. Do you think mm-hmm. that the NFL ever considered doing or trying anything like that? Because it's, that seems like the only way that you can have success. Baseball is showing you that it can't really work. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not a bubble in every, you know, all 32 cities. I mean, I'm sure they're, they have them at colleges and stuff, but I mean, it, they just got to put the correct format in to actually, you know, try I felt like this is just all been kind of like a test run to see how everything plays out you know like uh even like Bruce Arians comments he said every player is going to get COVID you know like if you say that as a coach then it's like you really don't care about me man or my family or my loved one so it's like the the NFL they got to put in the structure that makes sense man and if it's the bubble it's been working fine for the NBA put it in you know y'all have guys have billions of dollars to play with so, you know, take care of your players. It's just – it's so strange to me that the the sport that generates the most money in the NFL, right, why why is the PA so weak? Why does it feel – again, I'm just an outsider, right? I don't know, you know, much of anything. But it feels like nothing has really been done. It, do you know much about, like, team to team? Are, are teams just kind of taking it on themselves to make up the rules as they go? Uh, honestly, I, I can't really, I, I, I don't even know that. So I'm just, you know, I'm, you know, free agent, free agent. I'm on the outside looking in as well. I just know what, from what guys tell me that's on the inside, you know, cause I built a good relationship around the league with a lot of guys. So, you know, they, they love that I'm voicing uh, my opinion cause they don't have a voice on the inside. You know, some of them, they ha- they have to play football right now. You know, some are still young. So, like, they, you know, they got to, as we say, we got to get our bag up, man, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, man. you, you've played seven years in the league. So, you, of course, you've signed a couple of deals in order to, you know, play that long. 
do you feel like you're in a special place because you, since you've made some money, you f maybe do you feel like you have more of an ability to step out? Whereas that guy that's in year one, year two, year three, that's still trying to like get his bag. They don't really mm -hmm. have a choice. Like, like, do you, do you think that maybe these young guys don't really have a choice if they actually want a future in the league? Yeah, man. I, I feel like, I feel like that they don't really have a choice because you know, just us, Speaking just football players in general, you know, when we come out of college, first thing we all want to be drafted in the NFL and just, you know, doing whatever it takes because that's how we've been trained. That's how we've been programmed, you know, as men, like, you know, to go out there, work hard, bust our tail, show no emotion. So, you know, young guys who are just drafted, of course, and we are also ego driven, you know, as men, we love our ego to be fed, you know, so. What better sport to do it than in football? You know, people are going to cheer you on when you're great. They're going to cuss you out when you're not. So, and I just feel like, yeah, I put myself in a, a very solid position after being in the league seven years. You know, I saved a lot of money. I invested well. I did all, you know, but I had a good team around me of individuals that always kept me in check. You know, like, yeah, I had my fun just like any other young guy, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have too much fun. I always, you know, I was thinking eight, nine years down the road. I wasn't just thinking for today or this year. So, I feel like guys have to start thinking like that, especially, you know, in a pandemic year. Because, like I said, we have 90 guys on the roster right now. 30 of them aren't going to be there for sure. That is for certain. And it's like, what, what happens to those guys? They get thrown to the side. You know, they got to go back and work regular jobs or just, you know, see what happens. And then hopefully a team calls them. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe they don't. And just being limbo, man, and that, that's a – that's a real horrible feeling that you just gave three, four months to a team and then they just throw you away, like use uh, wash rags and stuff like that. And you don't have no health benefits as an undrafted guy who signs a future deal. And uh, did those guys get an option to opt out? I'm not, I, I don't believe they did. I, I'm not entirely sure how, where they were drawing the line on that. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, I don't think those guys even got the option because, you know, they signed future deals. So I think even the language and how the PA wrote it up, I don't even think they even got the option, which is, I think it's awful, but I have to go back and double check. So don't, don't, don't uh, quote me on that all the way. <laughs> now, um, you, you did mention earlier, and it was a little choppy, so uh, it was part of what I, I couldn't really hear, but the, the Patriots, you know, when you see one team that has eight guys opt out, whereas most other teams are just like one, two or three guys, do you think anything weird is going on about a situation like that where there's such a big outlier? Oh, yeah, man. You know, it's, it's – Or is it, is it also, though, like, hey, a lot of these guys, they're older, they've won a couple Super Bowls, maybe there just isn't as much to play for. So it's like more of an easy decision to make for them? I mean, yeah, I, I would I would think that just, you know, because uh, obviously Hightower opted out. I mean, obviously, you know, there's no Tom Brady up there no more. So it's like, you know, I mean, what better year than now, you know? And, you know, for a guy like him, he you know, he had the option. And just even those guys, you know, just not wanting to, you know, just it just didn't make sense for a lot of them, you know? And it just guys wanted to be home. They wanted to be with their families. They wanted to be safe. And that was more important than, you know, just – being up there because we're, I, I, you know, I had a couple running with a couple Patriot coaches and, you know, them, them guys are all about football. You know, it's, it's 24, 7, 365 football. And it's like, 
Now, guys don't want to live like that, man. We we enjoy football. You know, football is our, our work. It's our passion, but it's not our life, you know, and that's, I think, where people forget, like, you know, we're human beings that I always got to revert back to. But I think with the Patriot guys leading the way, it kind of set the tone for the league. You know, they they got the Super Bowls. They got the accolades. So it's like, why not? Yeah. It, in, I've, I have a lot of questions about COVID, how the team's hand, handling it, how the league, how the players are thinking about it. But one thing, uh, just speaking more to the, the human side uh, of being an athlete, right, is everything that's happening with, with racial injustice. And, and I know – uh, it's my understanding anyway that, you know, you've taken a knee before for the national anthem. It's something obviously that you care much about. What have your thoughts been about how the NFL has handled this whole situation? Maybe going as far back to uh, Colin Kaepernick, but, you know, just bringing it up to today, you know, what are your thoughts on everything? Oh, man, I thought NFL, man, just they, they didn't do a good job. They, they never stood by the players, you know, even after – you know, you have a hierarchy in this country, you know, with our president. He's supposed to set the precedent for the whole country. And, I mean, me just being a man, you know, and just knowing my values and what I was taught as a young man, like, those aren't the values being shown at the top. And so, you know, even when he called NFL players out, because he, rec- he, re- he recently just called the, uh, the NBA out. But when he called us out, man, I felt like every guy should have just, you know, Took it, you know, took it me, but hey, everyone has their own opinion. Everybody, you know, everybody's biased, so I can't say we all. But for the guys that did, I, I saluted them, you know, and Cap, he led the way. But guess what? We didn't, as players, nobody stood behind him. And so he was, you know, he was just alone. So he couldn't fight it all by himself. But you circle back to now, you see all the injustice that's going on in this country. And even in some of the game, you know, in the locker room, in the teams, you know, because you have injustice that still goes on to this day. And it's just as, uh, you know, as one of the best sports in the world to not stand by your players. And now you see that he was so spot on so many years ago, so spot on. And you yet to issue an apology as, you know, the NFL and the owners, you hide behind the media and everything like that. And it's just, it's just awful, man. That like, this is awful. And it's like, we got to do so, better as a country. We got to do better as a, you know, a, a sports franchise, whatever you want to call it, and just do better as people, man. Like Kobe said, do better. So when you see that one of the ways that the NFL wants to react to everything that's going on is that they want to play the Black National Anthem before games start, as well as the regular National Anthem – how do you interpret that? Do you say, oh, well, it's a good idea that's going to help? Or do, do you look at that and say that doesn't move the needle at all? It doesn't move the needle at all because it's just, it's just for show, man. It's, you know, I feel like and, it's just And, and that show. was kind of how I looked at it too. It's just, I don't understand that that almost feels more divisive. You're, you're just going to play a song and, and that, that's it? That's what we're going to do? Yeah, it's like, it's people out here dying. You know what I'm saying? It would be nice for some of the owners to come out, you know, and and stand up like they they were making statements when you know they didn't want guys to take a knee. They were very vocal about that, you know. The owners, some some were, some were for it, some weren't, you know. So I think it's going to be easier to see the top level stars in the NFL speak out against racial injustice, take a knee for the national anthem, than 
work to be a voice for some of the COVID and the health stuff that we've been talking about. How, I mean, do you think that you're going to see guys take more of a stance in, in just heading into this year? I mean, it would be wise. It's an election year. So, I mean, what better year to have your voice heard? I mean, we don't want the same guy in, uh, in office again. So, I mean, I feel like as players, you know, you have a platform. So, not, why not come out and let your voices be heard? And as far as the top guys, man, you know, those are the guys that have the voices, but they don't care because, you know, they're paid and, you know, everyone just thinks about self. And it's like, yeah, we all think about self, but, you know, what's the number one rule? Be a blessing. And I, I think as a country and as people, we forgot that rule to be a blessing to others. And that's why we are where we are as a country. You know, that's why it's a shit show almost. Yeah, that, I think that's pretty fair to say. Uh, so what do you think it's going to take then for some of the, because we everyone knows it's going to be the top level guys that really get the ball moving. You know, you can have the bottom 80% of the NFL wanting something, but until you get the, the, the Pat Mahomes of the world, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, like nothing happens until those guys say we well, need this. What, what's it going to take for I, those guys to, to really stand up and, and help the rest of the league? Well, I mean, it's, I look at it like this. Yeah, you can have those guys, but I, I look at if you get the majority, the middle class guys, because guess what? The Pat Mahomes of the world, they can't win the game by themselves. They're not going to do all the blocking, running, and tackling and all the uh, defending. So if you get enough of the majority, then, I mean, everyone has to follow. That's how I look at it. And if you're saying something that makes sense and it holds merit, then guys will follow. But it's just a matter of time, you know, and – us as men, we got to learn how to get out, get out our own way, you know, you know, put our egos to the side. So, and I'm not really a big ego driven guy, never have been, never will be. And so I just, I can sit in the room and listen to everybody speak and, you know, take everybody point into consideration. Some guys, they can't, you know, it's either their way or the highway, you know? Definitely. So what would you like to see right now between now and when the season should start? So just call it about a month. What would you like to see the NFL do to actually have you feel like they're doing enough so that the players will be safe this year? Is there anything that they can do to make you feel that way? I mean, it's got to put a structure in place, man. Make guys feel safe. Make their families feel safe. Because, I mean, you can be playing in San Francisco, but your family could be way down in Florida. So you got to have that structure in place, man. So when these guys are away, their families feel safe. And, you know, you can't be – the rules just got to make sense. Just Like, you can't be six feet apart in the hotel, the meeting rooms and everything, and then you – like I said, you go out and bang for 50, 60 minutes, and then now, now you want to put the protocols in after the game or on the buses. It's like, come on, man. Like, who, who, are, we, who are we trying to fool here? And then just even, like, jumping on the fines, I, I was researching the fines. It's like, you want to find guys for not having – having y'all y'all tracking devices and stuff on it's like come on man come on yeah so in your opinion should there be a football season oh man not till they get a structure in place but you know guys are passionate they're going to do what they're going to do and i'm not here to tell grown man what to do or what not to do it's just if you care you care if you don't you don't you know and i have a big heart and you know so that's why that's how i kind of operate off of love and just passion and caring for other people so if people don't care for themselves then it really doesn't matter at the end of the day I, i'm just i just want to be a voice for 
the people I came in contact with. So they, you know, hey, I'm here for you if you need you need me. I have structures in place that can, you know, hey, if you need to make some money in real estate, private lending, uh, assisted living, things like that, I can I can show you of the nature. And you know, you still you still can have your passion in football whenever you're ready. You know, so that's why I consider year out. And hey, if a team wants me next year, hey, I'll be you know I'll be working out, I'll be ready, and everything like that. But right now, I'm not ready to leave my family in a time like this where everything is just unsure. Yeah, uh, no, of course, it, and, and I hope all goes well. Because uh, my understanding is that you have a daughter on the way. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited about that, man. And it's like four days before my birthday, so like. I can't miss my birthday present, man. <laughs> well, uh, Akeem, I really appreciate you being a voice um, that there's just really not uh, else out there trying to bring more attention to, to what's going on or what hasn't been happening in the NFL. I feel like most of the country is just sort of wanting football to come back and they don't really care how. And you're the you're mm-hmm. the canary in the coal mine trying to say, hey, guys, the way we're going about this, really, it, we're, we're cutting some corners here. Yeah, man, we're cutting corners, and guess what, man? We still some people have still haven't even got their first stimulus check, and they they're talking about issuing another one. So it's like our government barely cares about us. So why 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 should we think a high powered uh, organization like the NFL, you know, does any better, you know? So. Yeah. Well, Akeem, thanks for for taking the time to to talk through some of these issues. Uh, I'd love to have you back on again, and, and we can do an update, and you, you know, you can talk some more about it but thanks for taking the time and uh, i guess hey, we'll see what happens for sure man and thanks for having me man and thanks for just even even wanting to talk talk with me man because i know this is a, a real touchy subject i mean i know some guys don't even want to discuss it but hey somebody you know this conversation has to be had amongst men absolutely